Holly G with the Golf Insiders. It's a very special day as the PGA Tour is back in action. And right now I'm watching live golf on the Golf Channel. I haven't felt this good in 90 days. And <laughs> Damon Hack, co-host of Morning Drive on Golf Channel, I needed to check in with you because I'm just... I'm the I'm feeling the best I've felt, my friend, in three months. How about you? Yeah, what a special day! The PGA Tour is back in this social distancing era. Wonderful emotional morning today, eight forty-six Central Time. Uh, Colonial, a moment of silence. The same eight forty-six Eastern Time at the Corn Ferry Challenge at the TPC Sawgrass Dyes Valley. Obviously, the players uh, taking off their hats and giving a moment of silence in this era to really fight uh, for racial uh, justice and uh, a moment to acknowledge the death of George Floyd. So you had that emotion along with the excitement of golf being back and, and golf proving they can handle all of it. Really just to see golf taking a lead voice and role and trying to heal our country and also showing that we can thrive in this era of social distancing. Players have to get at home, on property, hand sanitizer. So there's a lot going on on this Thursday, but all of it good. Yes, and you mentioned the 8.46 tea time to honor George Floyd. They literally stopped play for those that had teed off earlier, and um, it was just a, a just a wonderful moment. Um, Jay Monahan really, um, I think, just, just has been so incredible through this whole process, Damon. And as he mentioned yesterday on Golf Channel, you know, our sport is on the world stage and everybody's watching. It is. And I think that Jay realizes this is an opportunity uh, to showcase his sport to, to some sports fans that might only be casual golf fans. And, you know, what better opportunity to showcase this great golf course, Colonial, second longest running event behind the Masters, where uh, ben Hogan won his final PGA Tour event, his 64th um, five-time winner, Hogan Valley. No one else has more than two wins. And this incredibly strong field, the world number one Rory McIlroy, the World Golf Hall of Famer, Neil Mickelson, uh, Brooks Kepka, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Justin Powell, Sean Dom, Tony Fina, on and on. So it's a spectacular golf course, a great field, and Jay has a lot to be excited about this week. Absolutely. And Justin Rose coming out of the block, shooting a nice little 63 to be on top of the leaderboard at seven under. Uh, Justin having won a plaid jacket back a, a couple of years ago. What'd you think of his performance? Yeah, I was saying on morning drive today, the great Texan Ben Crenshaw said he's a big believer in state when the U.S. won that Ryder Cup back in 99. At Brookline, I'm a big believer in karma because Justin Rose just days ago, along with his wife Kate and their foundation, uh, founded the Rose Series in the United Kingdom, a seven-tournament series to help young uh, and promising up-and-coming English female golfers to chase their dreams. So he's one of the great ambassadors of our sport, giving back uh, to help those to pull them up by the bootstrap and give them a leg up. And, Here's Justin Rose, obviously feeling good, body, mind, spirit, all alive. Comes out and plays a, a wonderful round of golf today. And just uh, what you expect from one of the great champions, a gold medalist, 
a major champ, a FedEx Cup champ, someone who likely will one day find his way into the World Golf Hall of Fame, former world number one, uh, the resume that is quite quick, as was that round today. And uh, this afternoon we've got a couple of marquee groups that uh, I think everybody's going to get to enjoy. As Rory put it, he was being thrown in the deep end, uh, teeing it up with Brooks Kepka and John Rahm. What do you expect from this yeah, group? I expect a lot of birdies. Uh, both Rahm and Kepka have great finishes. Uh, they've both been run-ups before Colonial. This, of course, Rory's first ever Charles Schwab challenge, but he does have quite a history of, of playing well. It's not a course that he's never seen. Or before, in fact, his major championship wins all around golf courses that he never played uh, professionally. So uh, he has a history of being able to adapt, adjust. He's the hottest player in the world coming into this uh, pandemic when he had six top five finishes this season, including a win in the fall. So would surprise no one if really picked up right where he left off. Well, in terms of the world uh, rankings, which you know now have resumed. There's an opportunity that John Rahm could topple Rory from the top of uh, the rankings and that number one position. Yeah, with John Rahm, and if uh, Rory struggles a little bit, finishes outside the top spot, uh, we'll have a Spanish number one. And, and John Rahm is often spoken of as a great luck he has for his country and the history of great Spanish golfers dating back to Seve and Ali and, of course, Sergio Garcia and John Rahm. Of that ilk, a wonderful player, great imagination, terrific set of hands, uh, can run a little hot at times, but uh, seems to be kind of maturing into his body, but also kind of his role in the game. Uh, you know, outside of you know, Rory and, and the JTs and the Kepdes, the DJs in that top five will all have major champions, John Rob doesn't, but you just have a sense that it's only a matter of time before he starts picking off some really big trophies uh, in professional golf. Well, speaking of bodies, Bryson DeChambeau, whoa, look at what has happened to him in our little uh, spring break. He was on the way to packing on some pounds uh, with the pandemic hit. He clearly has not uh, taken his foot off the gas as far as hitting the gym, uh, doing the curls, bench press, believes that uh, chasing distance. Uh, will not be a detriment to his game. So far, so good. Terrific round of golf today. I believe it was five under 65 for him. But someone who played very well in the Middle East in the early part of the year. Uh, someone who says that uh, he wants to be the longest hitter in the game. And, and the stats tell us so far in this short three-day tour schedule that he's first in driving distance. Has yet to go to tournament with this new body, but you know, his last three tournaments before the break, all top five finishes. Well, to just look at his upper body, it is quite a transformation. And, uh, you know, he looks like he should be on the long drive tour. <laughs> and there was some concerns that he might have packed on too much pressure too quickly. Uh, instead, he's been able to make the swing adjustment, adjust to his body. Uh, his swing is where it needs to be, according to him. Might have lost a little bit around the greens and with his wedges because we're working so much on his driver. But really starting to put things together 
and proving that his system, whether it's a single length iron or whether it's packing on some pounds in a pretty short period of time, it's working for the player from SMU who won the NCAA title, the U.S. Amateur, and now the five-time winner on the PGA Tour. He does it differently. Says he's going to play faster. Uh, clearly, he's going to play bigger and seems to be playing better. Fascinating, fascinating. So we'll uh, we'll still stay tuned to this next chapter in uh, Bryson's uh, mad scientific laboratory. Uh, the second marquee group this afternoon, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, and Jordan Spieth, who we know Jordan from Texas, loves Colonial, a past winner. What are you hoping for Jordan here to uh, just reset, reset this year and his uh, game, really? Nobody's played that golf course better since 2013, and Jordan Spieth, the win, two runner-ups, five top tens, six top 15. This was the tournament where he got the victory in 2016, his first after blowing that master lead uh, in April of 2016. So it's often been a place where he has broken out of a slump. Uh, so if there's any venue that would give Jordan Spieth comfort, it would be this one. Uh, but his ball strike numbers have just been awful. Uh, he's not hit the ball well enough to score. Uh, that was the story of him before the pandemic. The question is, has he done enough fixing of his golf swinging game and confidence, maybe more importantly, uh, since the PC Tour has resumed? So if there is going to be a, a resurgence for Jordan Spieth, uh, no better time than now and no better golf course than Colonial. What about your thoughts on Ricky Fowler? He's uh, changed a uh, swing coach has had some time to work on his game. Uh, how do you, you know, what are your expectations for, for Ricky? Yeah, Ricky knows uh, that he has to win more. And, and that's why he wanted to hear a different voice. I thought he was pretty good in the tailor-made driving relief a few weeks ago at Seminole. Golfing uh, was good. I consider him really having the best putting stroke on the PGA Tour. Just for me, as athletically, I think it's a wonderful stroke. I love watching him play. He knows he's important to the game. In fact, he's mic'd up on this Thursday to let folks kind of get a little bit of a peek inside the ropes in his conversation uh, with his caddy, Joe Skyland. So I think they'll have a lot of fun out there. He was just mic'd up, obviously, um, you know, in the Taylor Bay driving relief, having some fun chats with the likes of Rory, DJ, and Matt Wolf. Uh, the only thing to me is this thing is a few more wins. Uh, his place in the game as a fan favorite is secure, uh, but his place in history um, needs to improve and not only come with placing those trophies on Sunday afternoon. Damon, do you think the response from fans after watching uh, both those special events, uh, you know, with, with uh, Rory and then, the, of course, the Phil and Tiger match, you know, we got to see a, a, a different look of these guys, right, with them mic'd up. Um, that fantastic exchange between Justin Thomas and Phil Mickelson on his chip shot. Do you think we'll see more of this? Do you think, you know, uh, the networks uh, took some notes from that and said, you know, we got to kind of spice things up a little? I think so. I mean, the networks and the PGA Tour are partners. And uh, in this time of golf returning, you know, people don't want to see the same old thing. And without having fans for the first uh, months and then weeks of going total, we want to see, you know, I'm a golf journalist, but I'm also a fan of the game, and we'd love to see and hear some different things. And I think that the players also realize what's at stake as well. They want to open up and widen the tent and let some new fans in as well. So I, it's been softly, 
whether it's from a graphic standpoint or a sales or highlight standpoint or access standpoint, that the players, uh, the tour, and certainly the networks are going to try some different things to attract a lot of fans, especially as golf returns today. Well, we're super happy to have live golf back on Golf Channel, and uh, our listeners can tune in the the rest of uh, this week, I imagine, and the weekend, correct? 